Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to day 16 of Beer Quranic, where we take short passages from the Quran every day, extract practical lessons from it, apply it into our lives so that we can be more Quranic. Insha'Allah, today we continue our exploration of the second ayah of Surah Al Baqarah. Thalika al Kitabu la rayba fi hudalil muttaqin. That is the book where there is no doubt in it, guidance for the people of. Yesterday we explored how this ayah is an answer to our dua in Surah Al-Fatiha guide us through the straight path. We were asking for guidance in Surah Al-Fatiha and Allah tells us immediately in the second ayah of the next surah that if you want guidance you find it in the Quran. Today we're going to look into this phrase La Raybafi. There is no doubt in it. Today amazingly the Quran is the only scripture of all the major religions in the world that we know Academically, it's not just something that we accept spiritually because we are Muslims. Academics, whether they are Muslim or non-Muslim, agree that Quran is the only scripture of all the major religions in the world that has not been tampered with. It is the same book that was recited by Prophet Muhammad and his earliest companions all the way until today. If you were to compare and contrast with other scriptures, and I've done this in some of the interfaith discussions that I've participated. From their perspective, when Jesus prayed, was he reading the New Testament that is in their hands today? They say no, because it wasn't there during the time of Jesus Christ. The same with the Jewish Bible, the Old Testament. Bulk of it was not there when Prophet Musa was alive. But for us Muslims, we know that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, recited the same Quran that we are reciting. There is no doubt that this is the same guidance that was there during the time of Prophet Muhammad. And what's even more amazing is that not only are the words preserved, but the way it is being recited is also preserved. We know, for instance, where the Prophet placed his tongue when he pronounced each and every alphabet of the Arabic language. We know the tempo of his recitation. The names of the Tajweed may not be them, the name Mat Asli, probably wasn't there. Majah is Munfasil, wasn't there. But the tempo of reading, this is double the tempo of this, or two harakat, this is four harakat, those were preserved. That is the book where there is no doubt in it. When you look at the oldest parchments of the Quran, we have today the one that has been carbon dated to the time of the Prophet called the Birmingham Quran because it was rediscovered in the archives of a university in Birmingham that was brought over from Iraq and when it was carbon dated it matches to the time of the Prophet and if you know your Arabic really well you can read it although the dots were not there the harakats were not there but the text remains the same that is one of the miracles of the Quran there is no doubt in it. Now the Quran declares itself Hudan lil muttaqin, guidance for the people of taqwa. In another ayah, Allah says Hudan lil nas, guidance for people. But where do we start? How do we interact with this book of Allah? Is it sufficient that we're reciting it in Arabic? Or do we need to just read it in a language that we understand because we don't understand Arabic? Our relationship with the Quran is explained in the Quran itself. Allah tells us that there are four stages of relationship that we need to work on with the Quran. It says, كَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِيكُمْ رَسُولًا مِنْكُمْ عَلَيْكُمْ آيَاتِنَا The starting point with the Quran is Tilawah. Tilawah commonly translated as 
reciting. But it is not just reciting. Tala is to follow someone closely. So when we say tilawa, it is not just reciting it in Arabic. It's to recite it the way the Prophet recited it. If there is a ghunna here, two harakat, you read it two harakat with the ghunna. If the Prophet read it with four harakat, we read it with four harakat. Although it doesn't change the meaning if you were to recite a four harakat as two harakat. But it is not about qira'ah, it's about tilawa. It is about not just reading, it's about following the way the Prophet recited. And then Allah says, وَيُزَكِّيكُمْ And through this Qur'an, purify our hearts. This is the spiritual blessing of reading the Qur'an in Arabic. The more we read it, the more it will slowly process our hearts and purify it. And then Allah says, وَيُعَلِّمُكُمْ تَعْلِيمُ This is learning. This is where we need to understand the Qur'an. It is not enough that we read it only in Arabic. And it is also not enough that we read it only in the language that we understand. We need to read it in Arabic because this is the verbatim word of Allah. There's immense spiritual blessings from reading the Quran in Arabic. But you will be you will be remiss to just stop there and not understand what is in the Quran. Ideally, yes, you understand the Quran in Arabic, but Let's face it, more, more than 80% of Muslims today are not Arabs. And to start learning Arabic, well, that is ideal, but maybe difficult for most of us. At the very least, take a translation of the Quran in a language that you understand and study it, read it, so that you understand what you are reading. And attend classes, have circles of knowledge where you read the works of tafsir, exegesis of the Quran by our scholars. And finally, Al-Hikmah, wisdom. Imam Malik, when he was asked about the meaning of wisdom in this ayah, the hikmah in this ayah, he said, it is a sunnah of the Prophet. It means that it is putting the lessons of the Quran into our daily practice. Practice it and you will see the wisdom of the Quran. So our quest today is to improve our relationship with the Quran. And one tip that I got from Habib Kadhim As-Saggaf, one of the great scholars from Yemen, is to not go so much by pages, but to start with time. So set aside maybe 10 minutes a day to read the Quran in Arabic. If you can't read Arabic yet, find a teacher, enroll in a class. This is also something that we're trying to do, and inshallah we will improve better in our Telegram group, where we read short passages from the Quran and we try and correct each other. So we set aside 10 minutes every single day, to read the Quran in Arabic. And after that, just set aside another two or three minutes to read the translation in a language that we understand and set another two or three minutes to sit down and reflect and plan on how to apply those lessons into our daily life. So a total of 15 minutes a day, 10 minutes in Arabic, five minutes in English or in whatever language that you are comfortable with and reflection, 15 minutes a day. That is all. Allah gave us 24 hours a day. We are just setting aside. Let's start small. 15 minutes a day. 10 minutes Arabic. 5 minutes in the language that we understand. Plus reflection. That's our quest today. To recite how the Prophet recited. To be consistent in our recitation. To learn the lessons, the message in the Quran. To apply those lessons into our daily lives. 15 minutes a day. See you tomorrow.
ilaha illallah